Paul is continuing on. He just uh, has been talking to them uh, about their support for him and their prayer for him and the reestablishment of their relationship after a, a season uh, where they were separated. Uh, and then we pick up here in verse 14 where they, they've heard that Paul had needs and they sent Epaphroditus to them uh, with some gifts to help meet his needs. And, and that was really the occasion of him writing this letter in the first place. <clears throat> Starts in verse 14. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. Well, this past week, as many of you know, Karen and I had the privilege of going to Germany, a little town, a city, small city called Varen, up on the Muritzsee, Muritz Lake, in the former East Germany. Uh, now, uh, obviously, it's just Germany. Uh, and we had a real blessed time. Uh, thanks for everybody that prayed for us. And, and actually, a great time of prayer on Monday night. And then Tuesday, actually, we entered into some higher level spiritual warfare as the Lord continued to reveal some things that had kept people in that region bound in darkness and unable to see the light of the gospel. Uh, and so they're going to keep praying into that and working into that. And then, uh, uh, and I, I sent a, a, a nice note to our men's WhatsApp group. If you're not part of the men's WhatsApp group, you should be. Talk to Raya back there, and he will make sure that you get in the men's WhatsApp group. Because I've sent them a, several prayer requests now. It's really great to know that we've got men in the church standing together in the gospel. And because uh, we didn't really intend to be there, but we actually uh, just almost stumbled into We didn't really stumble into it. Uh, it was something that God had ordained, but a, a place of real darkness and a place of, of real uh, warfare, dealing with some very high-level demonic spirits. And those are still in place, but God is giving the church strategies to deal with that. And then I had the privilege on Tuesday night uh, of doing a talk in the church uh, and actually prepared my slides in German. Uh, and so did it was one of those uh, uh, slightly schizophrenic talks where half of it I talked in English and part of it I talked in German. And then Michael, the pastor of the church who was translating, would translate uh, the English into German and occasionally translate the German into English uh, for Karen's sake. 
uh, which, and, and all of that was a lot of fun, and, and people were blessed. And one of the things, and it's the reason why I share a lot of this, one is because whenever I go on a trip like this, I go as part of City Temple. Uh, again, I, I always want to emphasize that uh, it's not uh, creating the, you know, the Rodney Woods International Ministries. Uh, that, that's never our intention. It's always part of City Temple, part of this fellowship, uh, and that's why I keep you updated for all of this. But also this small group, and it was a small group of about 20 or so uh, gathered together. It's not a large church to begin with, uh, but this small group uh, gave quite a significant, significant uh, spontaneous offering to me, uh, excuse me, at the uh, at the end of Tuesday night, after after the talk on Tuesday night, in fact, the whole the whole process was quite uh, generous. Uh, Michael uh, really took great care of us, uh, making sure that I had my fill of schnitzel, uh, which is absolutely essential whenever I go to Germany, as well as some fine fine uh, Hausgemacht uh, German potato salad, homemade German potato salad. Uh, and uh, and I, but I wasn't too heavy on the strudel this time. You'll be happy to know. So anyway, uh, so they all took good care of us. But the the offering was quite extraordinary. In fact, it was it was large enough for a group of twenty that I felt rather embarrassed about it. And uh, I, that's always been the case for me ever since I I received my first gift from somebody for serving the Lord when I was eighteen, uh, and I didn't want to take that. Uh, but the Lord told me to take it, and I didn't really want this because I like being able to travel and go in, and many of the places where we go couldn't even begin to afford to uh, take care of us. Uh, sometimes they can afford to put us up, but that's about it. Uh, and and so just the generosity is, is always extraordinary to me. And and so I'm looking, I'm saying, I, I'm feeling embarrassed about it, and, and I'm praying to God about it that night, and the Lord said, Rod, get over yourself. Uh, they're not giving to you, they're giving to me. Uh, and that's, you know, it's nice when the Lord gives you a nice a gentle rebuke and lets you keep the money all at the same time. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's very good. And it was enough to cover the flights and, and things like that. But the reason I mention this is because of the power of partnership. Because what they were doing in giving to the Lord and giving to me was actually joining into partnership with the ministry here at City Temple and also with the other ministry that, that Karen and I are able to do uh, around Europe and also in the United States and other parts of the world. And so there, there's a joining together that happens and that joining together that happens is something that God has always intended. It's part of God's design to link together the church globally so that we are working together and supporting one another, not in a way that's seeking to create some kind of, uh, of servitude uh, or um, uh, dependency, but in a way that actually enables the body of Christ generally around the world to expand and to grow. And, and this is God's intent and whenever we give in this way, whenever we're supporting another ministry, whenever we're praying for another ministry like this, whenever you're praying for me, whenever I'm praying for you, whenever we're praying for other ministries outside of City Temple, we're entering into partnership with them. And that's one of the reasons why, by the way, that we need to be very discerning about who we give money to 
and what we support and what we pray for uh, and that whole dynamic. But the partnership dynamic is absolutely essential to the kingdom of God and it's something that God designed. And it's something that Paul himself is talking about in this passage. In fact, this passage is one of the key passages about developing partnership with others in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we read this passage from our, from Engl- in English and also with our Western cultural mindset, we can often forget some key dynamics uh, of this passage. We need to remember the passage was written uh, in uh, the Greco-Roman world of the day, uh, Philippi there, Macedonia, uh, and uh, Paul had gone there. Paul had done some preaching there. You can read about that uh, in the book of Acts. But in the mindset of the day, with both business and friendship, there was two dynamics that were, were absolutely essential to conducting business and even growing in friendship. Uh, the first dynamic might seem quite obvious for friendship, but it's not quite as obvious for business. And that dynamic is relationship. Obviously, if you're going to have a friendship, you need to take time to build relationship. But in that day as well, if you wanted to be successful in business, and there are even places in the world today where this is still true. You know, I think of of different places, say, uh, sometimes uh, in in the, the East and certainly in the Middle East, Uh, this dynamic is true, that if you want to grow in business, you first develop a relationship. In fact, in many cultures, you don't do business without relationship. And we we forget that in the West. I mean, it's quite easy for us. We walk into uh, John Lewis or some other big shop. We hand out our money. We take our goods. We feel like we've developed some kind of contractual relationship. And in fact, we have, according to our laws, if you buy something online, uh, you have a, a contractual ability to return that within 14 days uh, without, uh, uh, without extra charge. There's quite a number of things that are built into our laws that say when you do business, it's all about contracts, it's all about laws, it's all about legalities. And we have that orientation in our minds. But actually in those days, if you did business, it was all about relationship. And so you would never do business with somebody that you didn't have a relationship with. Part of that is because you didn't have the same kind of laws to protect yourself. So you'd want to take time to get to know somebody before you did business with them so that you could be sure that they were trustworthy. Because you didn't want to just do business casually with somebody and and later discover that they were out to cheat you. So the dynamic of relationship in the marketplace was an essential dynamic that we can often forget. And it's very clear in the language that Paul was using here in talking to the Philippians, he's using the same kind of marketplace language. He's using the same kind of language of marketplace and friendship that the Philippians would have known quite well. There was a second dynamic as well that was very important. And that is what we've referred to before as the law of reciprocity. Although it wasn't really a law, it was more like a rule of reciprocity. And that is, if I give you something, then you give me something. 
And that was based on the basic transaction of business, that if I, if I give you uh, one product, you're going to give me something back in, in exchange. It might not always be money. Sometimes we might barter goods and services and the like. But there was this dynamic of reciprocity. And so people were very careful in taking gifts because they knew that if I take a gift, that means I'm going to have to give a gift as well. And, and that law, that, that rule, that dynamic was at play in, in the marketplace of the day. It's still at play today. If you go to Borough Market on a Thursday or Friday and you stroll around and you have all the people that have all the, the, the plates out with the different food and things like that, why are they doing this? It's not only because they want you to take a sample and hope that you will like it, but they know, or at least they should know if they're in business, that if they give you something for free, small, you will feel a certain obligation to do business with them. Now, the more this happens, the less we might feel that obligation, the more we resist it, but there is still that dynamic, and it's because of the dynamic of reciprocity. And that certainly was existing in Paul's day as well. And so the the whole concept of partnership always involved a certain degree of reciprocity. A certain reciprocal dynamic was always present in any kind of partnership. And sometimes we can lose sight of the importance of the dynamic of relationship and the importance of the dynamic of reciprocity. But in this passage, Paul does something that takes these two dynamics and spins them around a little bit, turns them on their head, shakes them up a bit, and then reestablishes them as something very different. Because in Paul, he takes and adds a third party. Normally in the dynamic of relationship, in the dynamic of reciprocity, there are two involved. There are two parties, there are two people that are involved in these dynamics. But Paul says, no, there's actually a third party that's present in this partnership, relationship, business dynamic in the kingdom of God. And that third person is God himself. That third person is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And the presence of God in this relationship means that this dynamic of reciprocity, this dynamic of relationship is not a two-part dynamic, it's a three-part dynamic. Where we have the relationship with one another with whom we're partnering and also the relationship with God. And this threefold dynamic is always in operation when it comes to the kingdom of God. This threefold dynamic is always at work in kingdom relationships, such as the relationship that I've, we're developing with the church there in Varen, and the relationship we develop with uh, networks such as HarvestNet uh, or Freedom in Christ. Uh, all of these, that threefold partnership, uh, reciprocity, friendship dynamic is always present. Now let's look now what Paul is saying because it's essential we understand these things before we look at what Paul is saying about this whole thing and especially because one of the last verses of this passage 
is a verse that is often taken fully out of context. And if it's taken out of context, it really loses a significant part of its meaning. So let's look what Paul says here. He starts out and he says, Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. What did they do? Paul's in prison now, remember? Uh, he's in prison, uh, probably in Rome. That's why he has, there's believers in Caesar's household. Uh, he's surrounded by other believers. He's in house arrest, uh, which is very typical. So you can't leave the house. Uh, that also means that others have to provide for your needs. Otherwise, you just are there and you starve to death. So he's in prison. Uh, it wasn't like prisons today where you can get three square meals and, and a bed. Uh, you had to provide completely everything that you needed you had to provide when you were in prison. And if people wanted to provide over and above what you needed, they could do that as well. And so that's what the Philippians had done. They had sent him a gift through Epaphroditus to help provide for his needs. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me. So this relationship that they had is a long-standing relationship. And notice how Paul describes it here. He says, this is a partnership. The relationship that Paul and the Philippians had was a partnership for the gospel, a partnership for the kingdom of God, a partnership for the cause of Christ. That meant that they're working in this together. Now this was true even though there had been a long season of separation. Paul has already referred to this. He said, it was nice that you renewed your concern for me. And it's not that you ever lost your concern for me, but you really didn't have a chance to show it. So there had been some period of time, yet Paul is still acknowledging that they have this long-standing partnership in the gospel. And the partnership is, uh, one of the dynamics of this partnership is a partnership in giving and receiving. Some people were giving, some people were receiving. It's this reciprocity. So there's a reciprocity in the partnership with the gospel. There's this dynamic where if you're in partnership with the gospel, there'll be times when you'll be giving. There'll be times when you're, you're receiving. Now, it's not always money that we're giving, and it's not always money that we're receiving. There's a lot of different ways to give and to receive. So Paul was giving teaching. He was giving ministry. Uh, he was giving understanding of the mysteries of God. Uh, the Philippians were giving support. They were giving prayer. They were also giving finances. But in order to have a partnership, there has to be giving and receiving. And sometimes we forget this. Uh, one of the great pains that we go through and have gone through over the last 15 years at City Temple is uh, people and ministries who come to us and who say, we want to be in partnership with City Temple. We want to do our event, and we want to be in partnership with City Temple. And we say, wow, that's great, we want partnership. I, I love partnership, and I've always sought partnership, and I've always sought to advance partnership. And so we say, yeah, that's great. And, and, and for years, I would just say, oh, fabulous, partnership, well, come on. You know, uh, we, we'd love to be a partner with you, and we'll let you use the building for free, and you just come on in. And then it would become very clear over time what people meant. By partnership, they meant you give us the building for free, you do everything we want you to do, you support our ministry. That was partnership. 
They weren't going to give us anything. And some of these cases, they wouldn't even give us an acknowledgement in their program that we'd actually given them the, the premises. And it is one of the most common things. And you know the only people that do that to us are Christians. The only time we've had that problem is with Christian ministries. Because they don't understand partnership. And they don't understand what Paul is saying here, that if you're in partnership, not only do you receive something, but you give something. Not only do you receive something, but you give something. And if you're not willing to give... You're not in partnership. And if you're just receiving, not only you're not in partnership, you're actually a parasite. Because a parasite looks like a partner. You know that leech that's stuck to your leg? It looks like it's partnered with your leg, right? But you know that that leech is just sucking your blood for its own benefit. And if it's a really good leech, it'll also leave a lot of germs and things in your body so that not only will it get your blood, it'll make you sick. And that, that, that's the understanding of a lot of people. And you know, that's the understanding of a lot of people that come to churches. I, I've heard over the years, you know, people will come into church and say, oh, you know, I really love this church. I, I just get so much from being here. And then when they stop getting, you know, I'm going to leave this church. I'm just not being fed. That sounds like a leech to me. Not like a Christian. Because a Christian who knows Jesus, knows where to go to get fed. And let me tell you, it's not me, it's Jesus. Right? As somebody, if you're depending on me to feed you, then either you're a parasite or you're a baby. And yet, you know, a lot of people, they don't like that. It kind of offend them. Uh, but, you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, so, and it's a challenge for all of us because a kingdom partnership always involves giving and receiving. Sometimes you give a lot more than you receive, like when you have a baby. Do you know a baby's not a parasite? Can feel like a parasite sometimes. But a baby needs, at first, early on in its life, it needs to receive a lot more than it gives. But the kingdom purpose is that as the child grows older, he or she will also give to his or her parents and not just take. And that's the the whole kingdom process. So sometimes you'll receive a lot more than you give. Sometimes you will give a lot more than you receive. But that's okay as long as you're in the partnership. And that's what Paul is praising the Philippians for. He says, ah, thank you for this partnership in giving and receiving. Because at first you were the only people who did that. And I appreciate that. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Now why is that important? Because Thessalonica had a group of believers. So these Philippians were partnering with Paul even when there was others partnering with Paul and helping to support Paul. So this was a partnership that was deep. It was a partnership that was committed. It was a friendship that they had together in the gospel. It was, they had relationship And they had reciprocity. And then he goes on. Verse 17. Not that I'm seeking the gift. And this is a key thing. This is the thing for my own heart. Uh, You know, one of my favorite things to do is give gifts. One thing that I don't particularly enjoy is receiving gifts. 
Isn't that weird? Uh, But it's because so many people in Christian leadership always seem like they want to get more. They want more money. They want more stuff. And I know for me, I don't want to take from somebody when God has provided my needs. It's It's my heart. And that's what Paul was saying too. He's saying, guys, I'm not really looking for the gift. In fact, he's, he said he's been well supplied. God has been taking care of him. I'm not really seeking it. That's not my purpose for partnership. I'm not in this partnership for selfish reasons, in other words. I'm not in this partnership simply because of what I will get out of it. That wasn't his driving force. It wasn't being self-centered here, and he wanted to make it very clear because many times what would happen in, in the business world of that day with this rule of reciprocity is you would give somebody a little bit more than what they gave you, and then they would feel obliged to give you a little bit more, and you would feel obliged to give them a little bit more. And it would go into this spiral until one person couldn't top the other person's gift. And as soon as that happened, the person who couldn't top the other person's gift felt beholden to that person who had given the bigger gift. And all of a sudden, the relationship changed from that of a friendship and a reciprocal business relationship to that of, you, you might say, a slave or a servant. And so the person who couldn't give uh, or couldn't outdo the other person's gift all of a sudden felt like, well, now I'm beholding to this person. I'm beholden to the person and I have to just serve them. And and no longer did they start to feel that they were getting a benefit out out of the dynamic. And so Paul wants to short circuit this. He wants to say, we're not reciprocal in this way. I'm not looking for you to give a whole lot more than, than what, I have, uh, what I have given to you. And I don't want this, this reciprocity to spin out of control. So I'm not looking for the gift. I'm not looking for that, which is going to benefit me. But instead, I want the fruit that will increase to your account. So in Paul's mind, there's this idea of storing treasures in heaven. And he's saying to them, you have an account in heaven that you are contributing to by entering into partnership. And this is the first reference then that Paul makes in this passage to the third person in the partnership, which is God. So Paul's saying the ultimate purpose here of this giving and receiving partnership, the friendship, the relationship, the reciprocity, the ultimate purpose is to build up our accounts in heaven in a way that brings glory and honor to God. The ultimate focus then is the advance of the gospel, the advance of the kingdom, the glory of God. And so what Paul's saying is, I want you to enter into this partnership not because I'm getting a benefit from it, although I am getting a benefit from it, and that's great, but I want you to be in partnership with me because I know when you're in partnership with me, that goes to credit with you before God. That builds your relationship with God. And you begin to enter into a sort of reciprocity relationship with God. Not in the sense that God needs what you have to give and not in the sense that God is going to be uh, determined by what you give and have to give 
to you if you give to him. But in the sense that God has created this dynamic. And that's what Paul really wants. He says, I want you to be in this partnership of giving and receiving because I know when we're in this partnership together that what we're doing is crediting our accounts in heaven. And we're building up something with God. We're building up accounts with the Lord. We're building up relationship with God, which is very, very important for us. So he goes, and he says, you know, I've received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Ephroditus the gifts you sent. So Paul is emphasizing here, it's not because he needs the money, and it's not because he needs more. Saying, this is my purpose. So I really appreciate the gifts that you sent. And here it goes back to what God spoke to me on Tuesday night. He says, the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And this is the dynamic. When we enter into this partnership of giving and receiving, what we give, we give not to benefit the partner, we give as an offering to God. And it's so easy for us. It's so easy for us to do exactly what I did on Tuesday night, and start getting full of myself and preoccupied with myself and forget that actually when somebody was giving something, it wasn't to me, it's to the Lord. And it's true. When you give something to City Temple, you shouldn't be giving because City Temple needs the money. You shouldn't be giving because I need the money. We give because it's to the Lord. And we give as the Lord has enabled us to give. That's what Paul said to the Corinthians. Give what you decide in your heart to give. God loves a cheerful giver. And so that's our motive. It's it's all to God. It's all about God. Because in every kingdom partnership, there is always a third person. And any genuine kingdom partnership, and that person, third person is always God. In any genuine kingdom partnership... God is always involved. And God is the ultimate focus. Most reciprocity relationships cause us to focus on the other person. Paul is saying kingdom reciprocity is focusing on God even while we bless one another. That's the kingdom purpose. And the great benefit of that is that if we are focusing on God as we give to one another, then we don't get preoccupied with the dynamics of the relationship. Am I giving enough? Am I receiving enough? All of that is by the by. When I give as in preaching, as giving of myself, I'm giving to the Lord. It's to the Lord, and it's to the Lord that I'm looking for approval, and I hope that it benefits you. When you give me encouragement, when you support me, pray for me, that's all unto the Lord. Yes, it brings a benefit to me, but ultimately, that is a sacrifice to the Lord. So here's this kingdom dynamic. There's partnerships. The partnerships involve giving and receiving, but ultimately, the giving and receiving all and always involves the Lord. Always involves the Lord.
It's in this context that we read the next verse. Verse 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. How many times have we heard that verse quoted? How many times have people memorized that verse? And most of the time, it's taken out of this context. Remember the context. It's a partnership context, business and friendship that involve both relationship and reciprocity. Relationship and reciprocity. A lot of times I hear people quote this verse, and it's like, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So all I need to do is just sit back on my backside and just receive. Because the Lord's going to supply all my needs. That's not what the text says. The context of the text is, when we are in these kingdom partnerships of giving and receiving, where what we are giving is unto the Lord as a pleasing sacrifice acceptable to the Lord, a fragrant offering, in that context, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. If we're passive, if we're not active, if we're not engaged, if we're being parasites, if we're, not, if we're just taking and not giving, if we're not doing what God has called us to do, if we're not serving as God has called us to serve, there is no promise that God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. It's in this threefold relational dynamic of partnership for the gospel, partnership in the kingdom, that God gives us promise. And the promise is true. God will supply, and the idea here is fill or fulfill. Same kind of concept as being filled with the Holy Spirit. God will fulfill, God will supply all of our needs. Now this is the word that's complex. What is needs? Well, if you do a careful study uh, of this word, you'll, you'll, dis- you'll discover that it means what you really need, not what you want. In other words, it's needs, it's necessities. It's what you absolutely have to have. There's no promise here that God's going to give you uh, the latest uh, mobile phone that comes out. There's no promise that if you give God 10,000 pounds, he's going to give you 100,000 pounds. There's no promise here that if, if you serve faithfully for so, so many years that God is going to make you the top uh, of the, the, uh, the, the pillar, uh, the pinnacle, wherever you are. That these are not the promises. The promise is that God will supply everything that we genuinely, really, really, really need. And God will supply all of these needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. In other words... It's not a big thing for God to do this. God will do it. He'll do it according to his riches. So God will supply our needs, but he'll supply them abundantly. He will supply what we genuinely need, but it will, it will be richly for us. And it will be according to Jesus Christ. So again, if you have no relationship with God through Jesus Christ, there's no promise that God has to supply your needs. 
But if we are in these kingdom partnerships, partnerships of giving and receiving to the glory of God in Jesus Christ, God will supply our needs. He will be in that threefold partnership with us. He will be watching over us. It won't always be like we want it. won't always be comfortable. But we'll be able to look and we'll be able to see what God does and what he will continue to do. And it's all because of his son, Jesus Christ. So the gospel will go forward. We don't always understand how it works. We don't always understand what God does. But we can be assured that not only are we in partnership with one another for the kingdom of God, we are also in partnership with God himself. By his grace, for his glory. And that encourages us and enables us to press on. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you so much that you allow us to be in kingdom partnerships. And thank you that you are in these partnerships with us. Father God, as we worship you, I know that uh, there are many in our fellowship that have struggled with provision in their lives, needing jobs, needing resources. And I know these people, Lord, have served you faithfully for many years. And many times, Lord, we don't understand why there are struggles and why, why there are difficulties like this. But I pray, Father, for those in our midst who have questioned whether or not you will supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I pray, Lord, as we worship you, that you would encourage them, that you would strengthen them. And I pray, Lord, that you would show them the ways that you have been supplying all their needs. And I pray that you would do it more, Lord God, and I pray that you would release more resources. And Father, I pray as well as if there is anything in our hearts or our lives that have prevented this from happening, that you would show us. We pray that every curse against us, against our resources, would be broken now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, even here at City Temple, we are grateful that you have supplied our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus, but we also have other needs like the elevator, the lift, many things like that, clients, resources, revenue. And Lord, we cry out to you for that, for breakthrough in all of those areas for us corporately, as well as those individually. And Father God, I pray that if there's anyone who has been receiving without giving, that you just stir their hearts and show them how to enter into a full partnership. 
And I pray that, Lord, not only for us individually, but also for City Temple as a church. Father, in the name of Jesus, we forgive those who have tried to enter into partnership, meaning that they would take and not give. We just choose to forgive them now and release them fully and completely in the name and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. But Lord, if there are any others that are with us, uh, connected to uh, our ministry, uh, either from the marketplace or from uh, the church place, that, uh, that are receiving but not giving, I pray, Lord, you'd stir in their hearts and show them how they might give as you would direct them to do. And so, Lord, just stir us, and, uh, and if, if there's some of it, that for us individually, then, Lord, I thank you there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you would show us how you want us to give, whether it's financially or in prayer or a new area of service uh, or an old area of service. Uh, just show us, Lord God. We thank you for the truth of your word. And, Lord, we thank you for the kingdom partnerships that you have created for us individually. And we thank you for the kingdom partnerships that you've given us as a church. I thank you, Lord God, for the partnership with HarvestNet International. I thank you for the partnership with Freedom in Christ Ministries. Uh, I thank you for the partnership that you're establishing with the, the Good News group of churches in the URC. I thank you, Lord, for the partnership that you have given us with various ministries that uh, have used our building and uh, the partnerships that are connected with the House of Prayer. I also thank you, Lord, for the partnerships with the churches in Croatia and now here in Germany and in the Czech Republic and all the others, Lord, that you want to open up to us there in the Ukraine uh, and other places around the world. We thank you for these kingdom partnerships. We pray, Lord, that they would be genuinely kingdom partnerships of giving and receiving with you at the head, you at the pinnacle, all in service to you and your kingdom. And so, Lord, show us, give us wisdom about the partnerships that you want us to enter into individually and corporately. Give us wisdom how to increase our giving and receiving, how to increase our relationship, and let everything we do be to your glory, honor, and praise. And I thank you, Lord, that no matter whether we struggle or no matter whether we profit, that you are with us and that your sovereignty is over our lives. And we love you and we praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.